Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Ryan Mee, who's the CEO of Felcrum Metals, who are a multi-commodity explorer with a diverse portfolio of gold, base metal and uranium projects, positioned close to mineral-rich prospect, prospective areas and producing or near-mine producing assets in Canada. Uh, with an economic, economics degree, Ryan is an experienced serial private uh, investor, um, in the natural resources space and turned entrepreneur with extensive knowledge of exploration companies and has a wealth of knowledge in business and commercial acronym, uh, raising funds, uh, investment, strategic and business planning. And he's here to tell, you, to tell us a little bit more about Falcon Metals and the story behind them. So that's welcome, Ryan, to the podcast. How are you doing, Ryan? Yeah, morning, Rob. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thank you as well on this uh I suppose cold and uh, brisk morning here in uh, here in the UK, um, and yeah, as we always start these podcasts off, I just wondered if you can uh, give our audience uh, a little bit about your background, uh, your career, um, and we then can go into a little bit more about Fulcrum and what the story is behind them. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Rob. So um, Fulcrum Metals was. Um, uh, set up by myself and, and Aidan O'Hara. Um, my background is uh, an experienced uh, investor in the stock market in mineral exploration companies. Um, I have done so over the last uh, 10 to 15 years. Um, and, you know, Fulcrum was set up two years ago, which was after a lengthy process of having a look at um, where in the world we would like to set up a, an exploration company. Um and really, the heartbeat of why we set Fulcrum up was we we wanted to invest in a company which had shareholders' interests uh, fully at heart, uh, that was not a lifestyle company, and we'll put as much money um, as possible into the ground to create shareholder value. So, you know, I've, I've been a, a senior professional for uh, over 15 years uh, in audit and consultancy, and, you know, over the last four or five years, concentrated on uh, mineral exploration, during which time, um, you know, we've uh, we've obviously set Fulcrum up, we've raised a, a series of money um, privately. Um, and also, you know, since Fulcrum was set up a couple of years ago, we brought in a number of projects, which we, we feel is, you know, it's an exciting um, base of, of project uh, projects for us to to develop, create shareholder value. And, and now that we've managed to get listed on the stock market, that gives us a fantastic chance to leverage our position on the market to grow the company. So I just wanted to just give us a, an overview or snapshot of uh, snapshots, or should I say, of uh, Velcrum uh, Metals. Yeah, so Fulcrum, uh, we're focused on Canada. Um, we've got four gold and base metal projects in Ontario. Uh, we've got two uranium projects in Saskatchewan, 
Um, one of them actually has a goal target on there, which uh, we look to um, rediscover um, later on this year. But you know, we you know the reason why uh, we've focused on Canada is because it, globally it is recognised as one of the top jurisdictions for uh, mining investment, uh, and th- and that's because of the nature of the really friendly mining code. Um, and also the geology in Canada is just fantastic. So what we've got here is low sovereign risk, really highly prospective geology. Um, and, and I think, you know, that's kind of backed up with this Fraser Institute survey, whereby Canada was recognised second globally in the uh, attractiveness for mining investments. And how did you uh, acquire uh, these projects in your portfolio? Yes, a variety of sources is the simple answer. Now, we don't restrict ourselves to one um, source of identifying projects. So we've we've brought into the company projects all the way from local prospectors through project generators. And we've also acquired a property from um, a London-listed company called Panther Metals. So we've got a real uh, mixture of properties uh, in terms of uh, where they are in terms of, of, of development and also the sources. So we spend a lot of time connecting with a lot of people to try and source these projects. Um, obviously, uh, Falcrum is Canadian focused, as you've mentioned. Is there a reason why that you've just focused on can- uh, Canada and nowhere else? Yeah, so the the two top reasons uh or, or two top factors for us and that was to really limit the the sovereign risk um and that's so that we can our investors can have confidence that we own these properties and these properties will remain with us for as long uh for the foreseeable so you know we we wanted to make sure that uh we're absolutely confident in our ownership of these properties and that they will not be uh, taken off us for whatever geopolitical risk arises at the time. So Canada's really stable in that on that front. So that gave, gave us a lot of confidence in going out to raise money and bring the company to market. Um, and also, uh, geology speaking, it has got some of the, you know, Canada's a really vast country, and it's got, you know, a really, really highly prospective uh, geology. Some of the world's largest mines are in Canada, but on the same, in the, you know, in the same breath of that, it's really, really underexplored as well. So that gave us the real opportunity uh, to go out there, uh, work these properties, um, and go and make these these discoveries, which is really going to, you know, kick on the share price and create a lot of wealth for shareholders. Um, as recording of this today, you've actually announced some impressive high-grade results uh, from the uh, work you, that you carried out at Big Bear. Um, what are the next steps now? Yeah, well, firstly, we're, we're absolutely delighted with the results. You said some really high-grade uh, gold samples there, up to 45 grams a tonne, which is well over one ounce of gold. So what we've what we've uh, what we've done is we've confirmed that there's a an absolute abundance of gold at surface. And what we've done there as well is we mapped, uh, you know, in real detailed format, the geology. So we mapped out the shear zones, which is really important in the context because this is where we'll find economic deposits. So, 
you know, we've, we've linked up some of these occurrences, we've mapped out the, the shear zones, and that's give us a real uh, boost in terms of our understanding of the property and our confidence levels in what is at the property. So the next steps are um, we have a structural survey, which we're just currently analysing, which will be incorporated into that work that we've done last summer. Um, and then from there, uh, we will uh, identify the drill targets, which we want to go out there and drill later this year. Now, uh, in addition to that, uh, the structural survey that we've done will really highlight priority target areas, which will, we will correlate back with the historic information. And that's really going to set out uh, where, where we can go out and explore uh, and look for these uh, secondary drill target areas. And I might just add that this structural survey isn't just for Big Bear. Uh, Hemlo Schreiber property is actually two properties, which is Big Bear and Jackfish. And that's give us a really significant footprint in that area, around 113 square kilometres. So that's going to give, give us real scale. So as we hopefully go and make these discoveries, that's going to give the overriding area significant uplifting value for the company and put us in a really good position going forward. Um, the company has put out a tender for the next set of uh, geophysic uh, um, surveys at Big Bear. When do you think the decision will be made? Yeah, so at Big Bear, um, I'd say around somewhere between 60-70% of the, the enlarged property. Because um, we, we we brought in the Big Bear property from Panther Metals. What, what that, that actually sat really nicely with some... Um, so, uh, some licenses that we already had so that's actually been expanded and those expanded areas aren't covered by this uh high quality survey which has already exists on the property so that's going to give us a complete overview for a property-wide approach uh, at, at big bear um i'm expecting us to kick off the geo survey um at the start of april i think that tendering process will be uh completed uh very very shortly so expect some some news on that very shortly. So, we're, you know, the, the gears are now in motion for us to really get going for this year. Yeah. And for those that may not know the, the area, what what is what is uh, the area surrounded by? Is there other mining companies that are um, mining uh, in locations pretty nearby? I just wonder if you can give our audience an overview of, I suppose, the, the region. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, our Schreiber Hemlo property is on the western end of a fairly large 150 kilometer stretch of Hemlo Schreiber Greenstone Belt. So um, our property is around 80 kilometers west of the world famous, uh, world class Hemlo mine, uh, which has produced around 23 million ounces, um, uh, and also just 60 kilometers west of another regionally significant project um generation mining's uh copper palladium project which uh, i believe is uh to be the mines to be under construction from around q3 this year so what you've got is two really significant mines in geological terms just on our doorstep um what we've also got is uh ready set gold with uh, uh a mineral resource uh just uh a little bit further to the west of big bear um nearly four hundred thousand ounces of gold of around one gram a ton so what we do know is we're in a really really well endowed uh greenstone belt 
but it's underexplored. But we're in the box seat to go out there and make those discoveries, which, you know, is evident in that Greenstone Belt. So, we're, you know, we're really happy with where we are. And, um, you know, the results that uh, we've just announced only adds to that. And we're, we're very uh, excited about what comes next. Um, you listed on the AIM uh, last month, raising uh, three, million, three million pounds, as you already mentioned. Um, there seems to be an increase in the number of companies in uh, North North American assets listing on the London market. Why, why do you think that is? Well, look, Canada is a top jurisdiction, uh, you know, a top mining jurisdiction to be to be involved with as a company. And, it's, you know, really, the uh, all of these Canada-Canadian explorers uh, tend to be over on the TSX. So it's kind of, you know, underrepresented in London. So we've seen that as an opportunity to um, get investors' uh, interest Um in Canada, and and not just that. Obviously, myself, you know, I've always been involved in the UK markets, so that's uh, an environment which I know very well. Uh, is where my my base is. So we felt that it was is a good fit to come to London as opposed to Canada. Um, I wonder if you can just tell us a little bit about the management team, um, and obviously maybe some of the guys that are on the ground in Canada. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I've, earlier, I gave a brief introduction to myself and Aidan. As say, uh, you know, we've been um, involved in in investment in, in mineral companies for you know a good number of years. Um, so we kind of we we cover kind of the strategy and the drive of the company. So what we've been able to do into the company, we brought Clive Garston, who's uh, got significant experience in corporate law. And then we've got guys like uh, John Hamilton who's coming as CFO, got 30 years experience uh, now in private equity, but, in, you know, it mergers, acquisitions, organic growth, and that included experience with natural resources. Um, and then we've also got people like Mitchell Smith who's on the board. Um, he's a highly experienced professional in Canada. Um, he's part of the Battery Metals Association for Canada. And I think he was actually voted the fourth most influential person in the mining industry uh, back in 21. And we've also got Alan Mooney. He's got uh, experience of being on the board of uh, AIM companies, uh, exploration companies. And it was actually on the uh, part of Cove Energy, which delisted from AIM, but was sold privately for $2 billion. So all these people have got you know, esteemed backgrounds, they know what they're doing, and they are really nicely uh, with myself and Aidan to form a board. Technically speaking, we've brought guys in, so we've got uh, Edward Slowey, 40 years worth of experience as a geologist, worked Rio Tinto, all the way across the world, you know, in Australia, Canada, Russia. It's a really experienced guy, uh, very knowledgeable uh, and very valuable to us. Um, in terms of Canada, um, we formed a really close working relationship with Bayside Geoscience, um, in particular Steve Flank, who's the president of that company. There are our eyes and ears on the ground that will go out and do the operations for us. Uh, he's got uh, in excess of 10 years experience in doing that. He's got some good experience uh, working for other exploration companies in that area also. Um, and we have uh, a special advisor called Dr. Jim Franklin. Um, 
his uh, extremely experienced is in the Canada uh, Mining Hall of Fame. Um, so I probably don't need to do too much explaining on it on his background. But what we've got is combined over a hundred years of experience uh, of geological knowledge uh, and brain power behind us. So really uh, privileged to have that available to us. To be to be honest with you. Yeah, seems like you've obviously got a strong, uh, strong management team and capabilities there. So with um, obviously the, the investors that could be listening to this uh, podcast episode or even watching on the YouTube channel, um, what would you say to those if there was investors looking to invest in uh, Falcon Metals? Um, why would they invest in the company? Well, first and foremost, I'm a true believer in uh, the company management being aligned with shareholders and that's exactly what we've done so uh and that is you know a modest wage but shareholders in the company and you can see that the uh, uh the directors have around 30 percent of the company so for us to make money shareholders need to make money so that's number one secondly we're in one of the best locations in the world to go out and find economic uh deposits it's one of the best mining codes it's got world-class geology. And thirdly, I think we've got a really exciting uh, portfolio base. So our flagship property, Schreiber Hemlo, uh, put out what I think is actually really exciting RNS today on our updates. We're going out there for discovery. So we're going out there drilling this year. Not many newly listed companies have that ambitious target and goal. What we've also got is exposure to uranium, which again, uh, is fairly unique for, for the AIM market. You know, uranium is really a sector which has been reinvigorated over the last 12 to 18 months. Um, you've seen new speculators such as Sprott Asset Management with their SPUT fund buying physical uranium out of the market. And what you're seeing is that um, if you have a look into the, you know, there's quite a few uranium um, uh, pieces out there. But what you'll see is that that demand for uranium is simply not going to be met by the current uh, available production from uranium companies. So there is the opportunity there um, for a significant uplift for all of those uranium explorers. And that's principally coming from, you know, net zero goals, you know, uranium uh uh, exhibits uh, as much energy in one uranium pellet as a uh, 120,000 gallons of oil. Um, and it gives you a real uh, low carbon footprint for a sustainable baseload power. So uranium is going to be absolutely in the middle of this net zero policy going forward. And you've seen that through uh, governments globally, UK, France, Japan, uh, Germany, either extending the life of their uranium reactors or investing in new uranium uh, reactors. So China looking to build 150 new nuclear reactors, UK with small modular reactors uh, with, with Rolls-Royce, which are basically you know small uranium units which can be dotted all over the country, which will support and sustain uh, low-carbon baseload power. So it's a hugely exciting area for for investors. So we've got a real plethora of uh, minerals, uh, which which our portfolio uh, covers, um, you know, gold, uranium and base metals. So we cover all of those areas. 
and, and I think you know we're we're set for a um, really exciting period in the in the company's journey. Yeah, that's good to hear. And lastly, you know, and concluding, what's the outlook for the company for the remainder of twenty twenty three? Um, and is there anything else that you want to share with our audience? Yeah, so our, our primary focus, uh, quite clearly, is Schreiber Hemlo, and that is to get out there drilling. What we would also be doing as a as a simultaneous work stream, and that is working the rest of our properties, and that is with a view to get them to a flexion point in terms of further investment, or looking for JV uh, opportunities, or uh, you know divestment opportunities for those. And then what we'll do is recycle that back into the business to go out there and continue drilling to you know try and limit shareholder dilution. So essentially, we're going to get out to all of our properties this year. We're going to be drilling. Um, there's a, a gold target in Saskatchewan, which um, you know it's got very limited paperwork on, very limited historical data, but I'm really excited about. It, so people should keep a, an ear out for how we develop there. But there's lots of news flow to come, lots of development and drilling. So there's lots of value creating opportunities. Ryan, really appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing uh, your story with us. Um, wish you well for 2023. Um, sounds like you obviously got some good, um, good assets there that you're looking to develop. If our audience wants to reach out to you, if they've got any questions, uh, want to follow your story, how can they go about doing that? Um, what social media platform channels are you on? Yeah, thanks, Rob. Um, so um, in uh, the RNSs that we release, there's contact details on there. Uh, we have a website, which is fulcrummetals.com. Uh, there's a contact form on there. Um, so, you know, through various emails, uh, phone numbers are also on, it, on the RNSs. But, so, you know, I'd encourage any potential investors to get in touch, you know, uh, it's a pleasure to actually talk to potential investors or investors in the company. So, you know, we're really transparent on that front. Um, so yeah, just please just get it, you know, get in touch uh, and let's have a chat. Yeah. We'll include all those in the show notes, accompanying this podcast. So, uh, that easy access. So, um, hopefully some of our listeners will reach out to you and also obviously follow your story. So, um, obviously wish you well for the remainder of uh, 2023. Perhaps you want to come onto the podcast, uh, later this year or beginning part of next year to uh, give us an update. Yeah, absolutely, Rob. Really enjoyed uh, being here with you today. And uh, I'm sure as we uh, develop these projects uh, throughout the rest of the year, we'll be back and, you know, talking about some uh, some more exciting results. Yeah, great. Great to hear. And like I said, wish you well for the remainder of the year. And for those that are listening, appreciate your continued support. Please share this episode uh, amongst our British viewers, amongst our Canadian viewers, but obviously everyone else around the world. Uh, this this um, episode, or sorry, this podcast is um, across most of uh, most of the countries in the world. I think last count was 188. So please, um, please share this uh, episode far and wide. Um, we want the, we want, and it's not just about educating people within the mining industry. It's also educating people outside of the mining industry of this obviously wonderful wonderful industry and primary industry that we're in which is obviously needed for humanity to move forward so like i said appreciate your continued support and until next time happy mining thank you for listening remember to reach out to rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review 
Until next time, happy mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.